This is Art on the Airwaves with Cammie Davis on KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon. This show is about art and the business of art. And um, we have a great show today. First, I want to mention a podcast that I just did where I was actually the one being interviewed. And that's a little bit different for me. Usually I'm the one, you know, asking the, grilling them and shining a flashlight in their eyes and asking the tough questions. But um, I was actually the one being interviewed. And um, it was recorded while I was at, at a trade show in San Francisco recently. And I was actually sitting in a little tent, a little Airbnb tent in Berkeley, California. Um, the trade show was in San Francisco. And this is one of the things that I did for, it was only my second trade show. It was one of the methods that I used to kind of save uh, on cost while I was trying to figure out if trade shows would work for me. So it's a really interesting podcast. And I posted a few pictures of it. Um, there's one of my my little feet in front of my laptop while I'm sitting on the air mattress in my tent. But there's also um, posts from the trade show as well. You need to go to my, actually my um, art Facebook page to see that. And um, it is, at if you go to Facebook and then um, search it's all about the art you can find my Facebook page and you can see some cool photos from the trade show that I did in San Francisco recently um, on for the podcast it was done by eat magazine which is eattmag.com you can go there to hear it it's actually on the front page right now along with one of our um, local musicians Jeff Kletzel um, his song is on that as well and um, you can also another way if you've got your phone in front of you right now and you'd like to hear it you just text um, the number is one four eight zero four one eight one four one one, and in the line of text you just type E A T T M A G, and it will send you automatically send you a link. I think you you text your email then, and it sends you a link to where you can listen to that podcast. So that was really cool. Um, the trade show was in this it was called the San Francisco International Gift Fair, and um, like I mentioned, it was only the second one that I had done, and there were some incredible artists at the show, and I want to give a shout out to a few of them because I have to say one of the things that I've learned in my um, the four years that I've really been focused on my art business and I've been in business for six years now is how giving and caring other artists are and I love that so the two that I want to give a shout out to are um, Suga from Suga Jewelry I love her stuff it is oh my gosh it's contemporary it's ultra sleek it's sophisticated I would have bought out her entire display if I could have of course it was a wholesale show so that would have been a lot of jewelry but that's okay I could have worn it uh, anyway her website is Suga Jewelry which is S-U-G-A Jewelry.com and then also to Janine from Tangleweed's Homemade Jewelry. Um, not only is her jewelry amazing, and she was making sales like crazy, and people were eating this stuff up because it's beautiful. Um, but she's also a fabulous entrepreneur, and I'm really hoping to have her on the show in the future because she taught me so much. It seemed like every question I had about trade shows or about you know my jewelry business, she had an answer for. So I definitely want to give a shout-out to her and give you her website, which is tangleweeds-jewelry.com. And I've put both of the links on the Art on the Airwaves Facebook page as well as in today's post on artontheairwaves.com. Um, I'm going to read a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get to our first guest who is holding on the phone. So our first guest is holding, and this is really interesting. I had him call on the... Um you know, on the station, the the hard line, whatever it's called, the the one that goes straight to our microphones, and uh, there was this huge loud buzzing noise, so it wasn't working. So I actually have Chris on hold. Oh, Chris, are you there? I am. Can, can you hear me? 
I can hear you. Listeners, I hope you can hear him. I'm turning up the mic a little bit. He actually, I had to think quick on my feet here. He's actually, he's uh, on speaker on my cell phone. And I'm turning, uh, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but I do a um, videotape this at the same time. So this will be on my YouTube channel. So <laughs> the, the viewers that are watching that are going to get to see a little picture of my cell phone with the microphone in front of it. So that's that's a class act, uh, thinking on our feet way we're doing things here on uh, Art on the Airways. How are you, Chris? What's that? I said, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I can, I can visualize the whole rig, how you have it set up right now. <laughs> I know. It's really great. My laptop is actually sitting on top of Kleenex boxes so I can get a, a decent angle of myself because I'm a girl. That's important. And then I've got the little cell phone next to it with the microphone. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty adorable. But Okay, so listeners, who I have on the line with me today is Chris Foster, who is an amazing artist from Portland. Um, Chris, let's tell, so, so the listeners, of course, are, this is an audio show, so can you describe your art for them? Well, I would say, um, well, it depends where you start in the, uh, the timeline of things. But uh, I generally, it's abstracted work. Um, and, you know, I like to work with and explore different mediums a lot. So I'll switch it up. You know, early on when I was doing my art, it was, uh, you, you know, you couldn't really recognize it from series to series that it was the same artist. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think a lot of new artists do that at first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think I mean, what I'm doing now is uh, encaustic and foil. So I, I, I'm, and I'm still inspired to continue working with that medium on, on wood panel. I love it. I'm having a great time. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait to see them in person. I saw a few last time I was there. Um, I would describe your art for the um, listeners. When I think of your art, I think it has a lot of movement. Um, texture is definitely something, but, but the two that I would use the most are movement and color. Each time I see yours, you have, like, you, you do different plays on colors, and they're different than what um, I, I typically see. Like, there's something different about your usage of colors. So I think of movement and colors. I think your pieces are fantastic. You know I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's a good thing to say. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, if, if I was to look at it objectively like that, yeah, I would say color for sure, movement for sure. Um, it, it has, you know, there are certain moods that I go through. I like to really embrace uh, either saturated earth tones or go completely opposite and, and brighter dual tone. You know, and it's just like it's a real celebration of, of color, I would say. Does it, does it depend on what mood you're in when you're painting those pieces? I'm sorry? Does it depend on what mood you're in when you're painting the pieces as far as what colors you choose to use? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, that, and that's always subjective, too, because I can start with something really bright or really uh, happy. And, you know, like uh, I love yellow, for example, but mm-hmm. I could, you know, because of the, the way I work and the process, of it, I, I don't just stay with one painting the whole time. I, mm-hmm. I usually... You know, I, around a lot. So everything I'm practicing is coming from, you know, pure intuition every time I approach it. Um, tell us, one thing that uh, the listeners don't know, unless they were in Portland last night, is you had an opening last night. You had a big opening last night. Um, tell, I, yeah, tell the listeners about it. Oh, it was awesome. I got to meet a lot of different people uh, I haven't met before um, and have you know, interesting conversations with it's always fascinating to me 
how uh, people that love art, and even people that are just kind of down there checking it out, what what their interpretation of the abstracted pieces, what it what it what it's like for them. Each person sees something different. Some people actually look for something to see. Some people. Uh, they really just, it's about an, uh, an emotional experience. Some people, I think, they're attracted to it, like they're attracted to something in nature. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like, it's always very fascinating uh, for me to see how each person is very different. <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing, I think as an artist, there's nothing more... Um, satisfying than watching somebody view your art especially when they are reacting to it don't you think so i know i've heard you comment on that a couple of different times when we've, we've spoken oh yeah no and it's and it's always really great to hear like have those kinds of conversations too because they're all very different i remember last night i had to really like switch gears uh, a lot because you know people were having completely different uh inner monologues going on with the art Oh. And I was like, okay, where am I at right now? i got to explain. Okay, they don't even know what he's <laughs> That is so interesting. Oh, my God. So, so last night, I don't think we actually mentioned where his opening was at. Um, so Chris Foster is the featured artist. So we had a solo exhibit in the front part of the J. Pepin Art Gallery on 9th Street in the Pearl District in downtown Portland. So it's a really huge deal. And I have seen his art there before. It is stunning. So that's what we're talking about. Um, Chris, what is it that they have in the Pearl? Is it called First Thursday? What's the art walk called? Yeah, it's First Thursday. It's called First Thursday. It was packed uh, at downtown in Pearl last night because the weather was so beautiful. There's tons of people out. Oh my gosh! I so oh my gosh! I so wanted to be there so badly. I I, but actually, I'm going to my next trade show in Seattle. August it's August 15th through the 18th. So I'm going to stop either on the my way to Seattle on the 14th or on my way back because I've got to see your exhibit. Oh, for sure. I'd love for you to see it. Jennifer did an amazing job curating it. Seriously, like, unbelievable. Like, as soon as she walked in, like, her vision of what she saw on the walls with my art mm-hmm. was really, really incredible. And it's amazing. It's like the biggest compliment you could get. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jennifer Pepin, who he's mentioning, um, so she's the owner of the Jay Pepin Gallery Art Gallery, and she was on my show. I think it was two shows ago. And um, Chris, I don't know if you know this, or I don't know if I've had a chance to tell Jennifer this, but it is the show that I've had the most comments on and the most supportive comments on um, of any of the shows that I've done. Listeners, if you missed that show, yeah, it was really amazing. She's such an inspiring person, and she does have such vision, like you just uh, mentioned. Um, listeners, if you miss that show, if you go to artontheairwaves.com, click on podcast, and you'll see it. Um, and if you have a chance to listen to it, I highly recommend it because um, I just think so much of her and so much of you as well, Chris. And I had a few other questions um, for you. I wanted to um, I wanted to mention the article that is coming out in Eat Magazine about Chris Foster. And, um, yeah, so Chris is actually getting his images ready to send in for that article today. This is an interview that I did with him, and Eat Magazine is going to publish it. It's going to be out by the end of the month. I wasn't able to get an exact date on that, Chris, but it will be by the end of the month. And, um, yeah, and one of the things that we talked about in, in the interview with you that I found interesting was you mentioned that you used to be an actor and then a chef. Tell the listeners, yeah, it's fascinating. Tell the listeners how you went from that to fine art. You know, and musician. 
<laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> I used to play in a band in New York City. Uh, we were all We did all kinds of. We even got to play with. Uh, we went on tour with James Brown. The James Brown was still around. Oh my God, that's cool. Uh, we went to Athens, Georgia. It was fun. Oh wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a tough question. How do I become a fine artist? Yeah. Um, from an actor, from <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's all kind of related in a way. Mm-hmm. But I think what suits my lifestyle and what's healthy for me mm-hmm. right now and uh, is the most satisfying is art is, is doing fine art because I think it's a purest form. Yeah. It's really taps into the primal core of creativity, the act of creativity, the need to create. It's just, it's, it's, it's pure because you're dealing with something that's completely blank and it's all about your imagination. I mean, everything I've done has been creative, but there's also a whole other world and a set of things that go along with it, especially being a chef, you know? Yeah. Like, I was really good at, at uh, creating dishes and, and flavor profiles, etc., but I was terrible at uh, managing uh, hours and, uh, uh, you know, labor costs and food costs and all the analytical left side of the brain, I just forget about it. Yeah. Well, I think... I think that business side is such a hard thing for so many artists, and that's actually, um, I'm going to, I want to do one more, it's kind of a bigger question for you, um, before we go to our next song. I really, actually, Chris, I really want to have, actually, you and Jennifer should come down and visit me sometime and come in the studio live, but barring that, I'd like to have you on for a full a full radio uh, show sometime, because we have so much to talk about. But the um, the one the last question I want to ask you is about that very thing. As an artist who has transitioned, um, kind of looking for your the creative side that speaks to you the most, what five tips can you give to other artists and entrepreneurs about um, starting an art business, doing something you love? Yeah, uh, well, anything. I mean, specifically if it would be about the fine art world, um, that is something that I am learning more about every day. So I, I, you know, in terms of advice, what to talk to, what to do, that would be very difficult because now it's becoming an everyday learning experience for me. Um, I, as a process as an artist, I would say, you know, remain true to that and really believe because you have to believe, I guess, you know, to, to really make anything happen. But um, uh, in terms of like, giving advice about how, how to uh, do a career change. God, I've done so many. Uh, <laughs> for me, what's that? Oh, I was just laughing. I agree. So many uh, of us So many of us have. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I would say you, the biggest piece of advice, I mean, there's not one thing. There's just not one thing that you could, uh, I would say, be true to yourself 110% and listen to your intuition and your gut, yeah. not your mind. I, you th- I, actually, I think that's great. Start to make more sense. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think that's one of the, for entrepreneurs and artists, is listen to your gut like in anything because your gut will guide you um, quite a way. So I love that. And um, I know we're in the uh, Eat Magazine article. We're going to include uh, some tips from you. So um, I know that will be one of them. And we can chat later about what other ones we want to include on that. Chris, I know this was a little bit of a difficult interview because I know it's hard for you to hear me uh, with the, the phone on speaker. But I thank you so much for calling in and taking part 
Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me uh, get on the show. I think it's incredible. Um, I'm really excited. It's all it's all very exciting time in my life. <laughs> well, you're doing amazing things, and it comes to me. It comes because when I look at your art, it's painted from passion, and I can see that, and I can feel it, and I think that's why you're going to go very far. Please give Jennifer a hug and a wave from all of us here at Art on the Airwaves, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Cami. I will. Thanks, Chris. Bye bye. So that was Chris Foster from um, Portland, Oregon. He's an artist in Portland, Oregon. And I do have a link to his website. His art truly is amazing. And I also have a link to the J. Pepin Art Gallery on today's Art on the Airwaves podcast. We're going to go to our next song. And um, we, when we come back, we're going to have an in-studio guest. So there won't be any mi- microphone problems this time. Um, and um, our first song, and I have decided today to uh, name today the official Art on the Airwaves Waves Kletzel Music Day. Everyone's got to have a Kletzel Music Day um, is what I've decided. I got his CD, um, oh, I don't know, probably a few months ago, and I have painted so many paintings to his music. His music is really beautiful, and um, I find that if I put on music throughout my day, it, it just really ha- helps my day go so much better. So if you do need a fix of his music to finish out your day after Art on the Airwaves, of course, um, you can find his album on CD Baby, and I do have the links um, to his his website on the Art on the Airwaves um, podcast for today, or artontheairwaves.com, and then look for the podcast. Um, and I am going to have, put the next song is going to be Clear Morning Light by Jeff Kletzel. This is for your Kletzel Music Day. Enjoy. I awoke late last night Some kind of dream Everything was different Or so it did seem But you know how it is Cloudy from sleep When it all feels so real The hill is too steep And I feel better now By the clear morning light Feel better now with it on inside Oh, I know I'll be alright Feel better now by the clear morning light She thinks her life would crumble Without him there Time you gave to her was like playing silent And night awake in bed, she'll toss and turn But she knows when the morning comes, she will have learned That she'll feel better now by the clear morning light Feel better now with it all in sight Oh, I know she'll be alright Feel better now by the clear morning
talking in my sleep Holding conversations instead of counting sheep Problems that I could not solve Eat at my soul And take hold of my dream existence Out of control And I feel better now By the gleam on light Feel better now with it on inside Oh, I know I'll be alright Feel better now Feel better now By the clear morning light Feel better now With it on inside Oh, I know I'll be alright Feel better now By the clear morning light Clear morning light back with Art on the Airwaves with Cammie Davis on KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon. And today in our studio, we have artist Whitney Rolfe. Whitney is an amazing artist in her own right, and then she's also the creator of Art Music Passion. Welcome to the show, Whitney. Thanks, Cammie. Great to have you here. Um, tell the listeners a bit. Let's start with your art, and I know you have a couple different kinds. You do synthetic dreads, and you do pen and ink drawings, and, and I, I've seen some acrylic ones as well. Um, so let's start by telling, having you explain your art to our listeners. Well, I have uh, mostly worked in the abstract realm. You know, I, I find it so much more enjoyable to be able to bring out emotional images, not so much representational images. I could have been mm -hmm. a photographer or a realist painter, but I really enjoy the abstract world. You yeah. Know, it, it holds different meanings to every single person. It can be entirely personal, and it just it creates a unique experience for every single viewer, and that's, that's what I really love about it. Yeah, I agree, and then that was really well said. Um, tell them about your synthetic dreads, too, because I've always found that fascinating about you. Do you well, still do that, right? I Actually, I'm withdrawing from that world because oh. I would like to fully throw myself into my artwork and really focus on that. Um, it's a bit more profitable as well, surprisingly. Oh, yes, uh, of so course. The synthetic dreads thing, it was, it was so much fun. I loved getting to make colorful creations for people's hair, uh, the synthetic dreads, for the people that don't know, they're a braid-in extension, and it allows you to put dreads in, wear them for about a month or so, and take them back out with no little to no damage to your hair. Mm -hmm. And actually, my hair has come out much healthier than it was before. I was able to grow it out really, really long and resist dyeing it because I was able to put in these brightly colorful and textured dreads and have just so much fun. <laughs> and it's way easier to get ready in the morning. You get up and kind of straighten your bangs out a little bit and yeah. you're good to go. I love that. And people always, if I'm uh, if I'm mentioning your name and people are like, which artist is that? And I say, bright pink hair. And they go, oh, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people, you'll know it's me because my hair won't be the same. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You you do seem to always keep the bright pink color, but the style changes. I, I like to change the style a lot. <laughs> and I've, I've gone through almost every single color of the rainbow. And I always seem to co keep coming back to pink or purple. Yeah, you do purple, too. I like the pink uh, the most myself, I have to admit, but you're right uh, with the purple. Um, and then um, talk a little bit about your your art that you're selling right now, the, the pen and ink, and you do prints, and 
Uh, where do you sell those at, too? Isn't it like Society6 or? Um, I have a selection of my artwork available on Society6.com um, if you search for Dark Rainbow Creations. I'm working on moving most of my stuff over to my own website and processing payments through PayPal because it's always good to have it have your own control over all of it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, I've been working most recently on a series of watercolor and ink paintings. Most of them are around five by seven. I lay down a really nice abstract, beautiful background of watercolor and a little bit of ink around the edges. Mm-hmm. And then I spend meticulous hours and yes. hours <laughs> using a paintbrush to paint these tiny designs, a lot of them very mandala-based. I also do some intricate organic uh, shapes a lot of them fill in the entire paper space. I really enjoy taking inspiration from cellular structure and lace designs and other like um, tribal patterns from around the world. I love looking at henna designs. I love looking at other mandalas. And I try to bring all of these tiny, intricate details into one space. And it's it's really interesting because it has such a wide appeal to so many different people because I'm drawing from all these tiny minute details that are around me in the world that people sometimes forget to stop and notice like the texture of the bark yeah yeah absolutely and there was a festival that you were at recently that was really interesting what was that thing called oh i went to oregon country fair (laughs) yeah and why did you why did you say it that way because it was so good or so good (laughs) the best way i can explain it is um someone tried to contact me on my phone while i was out there and i responded with uh Whitney has gone to Oregon Country Fair. She may never fully recover, but she'll be back to Earth on Tuesday. <laughs> That's and, awesome. You know, my, my friend Amy Kay, who's another artist in the area, who's mm-hmm. always been part of my art music passion events, she invited me to go along to work at a booth that she does. And it was just such an incredible experience to be around all these like-minded people that were in the, you know, it, we were there for the same reason, to fully be ourselves, to enjoy the world around us, to come together, to just help each other out and this strong sense of community. And it's so hard to explain it to people who have never been there. And I understand why no one could ever explain it to me before I went there. (laughs) But it definitely feels like home. Something you have to experience in person. Absolutely. Are there photos uh, from you at that event on your website or someplace the listeners can see them? I have a few on my Instagram. Were you afraid to post the rest? (laughs) No, No, I'm I'm teasing. I was too busy having fun to (laughs) take out my cell phone when I didn't take a camera with me. (laughs) That's good. I I was just having a great time. Where is your Instagram? How do people find you on instagram uh it's instagram.com backslash dark rainbow dark rainbow with a c with for a c creations. i remember that d-a-r-c rainbow um and they can find you that's your website darkrainbow.com. It, yeah if you just google dark rainbow it's pretty much it's all you. me it's you that's fantastic um let's talk about this event that you created um so tell the listeners about it amp Oh, AMP, Art Music Passion. Okay. This is... I love it so (laughs) far. (laughs) I have had so much fun doing this. We started in December of 2013. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I brought together about 12 artist bands and performers. Mm -hmm. I created this event out of sort of, not really a lack of opportunity, but I had just recently graduated and I was feeling the need to occupy my time and I have, I have acquired some skills in event coordination and have sort of that mindset to be able to pull together these complicated things. And I really enjoy it. And I, had all the, I have all these talented artists and bands around me. I know tons of people in the Valley that are really in, incredibly creative and talented. And not all of them are getting gallery shows. They're not all getting paying gigs. They just, not everyone is getting opportunities. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. decided to create an opportunity for myself, for my friends. 
and just pull it together with my own resources. I pretty much spend next to nothing. I think the first event cost me maybe $30. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Out of pocket the whole way so far. The last event that we had was actually our first one that was self-sustaining. I finally put a cover charge on it, and I've been selling raffle tickets for the last few. And we generated enough funds to cover what I spent, and I was able to pay all of my artists and bands an equal amount, Mm -hmm. as well as my video crew, my doorman, and my venue. That's so cool. So um, for listeners who haven't been to one of them yet, tell us about the next one. What is the date and location and all that good stuff? Uh, the next one's actually our sixth event. Okay. I can't believe that we've already done six so far. It's going to be on Saturday, August 15th from 4 to 10 p.m. There's a sliding cover fee at the door from 2 to $5. Mm-hmm. So most people end up paying $5. But if you really can't afford that, you can yeah. just pay the $2 and still get in. Yeah. Um, it's 21 and only after 8 p.m., but before 8 p.m., it is all ages. It can be considered a family event. We have people that bring their kids. I love getting to see whole families come out and enjoy it. It is an, an art event, and I don't. I typically don't censor the artists that I have and what they bring in. Yeah. So it's just something for people to keep in mind if they're bringing their kids. There oh, may be okay. some. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's there may be some slightly yeah. inappropriate art because I do have some street artists that I bring in, and I, I love the work they do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. colorful and so fun, and they're great with kids. They, everybody there just loves, like, working with the kids and yeah. answering the questions and stuff. Um, t- tell us about some of the artists that you have. Um, if, I don't know if you have a couple in, in particular that you'd like to talk about. So basically these are younger artists who are kind of starting out in their career like you are, and you're giving them, them this great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So either, either they're starting out in their career or they haven't really found a space in, in the Rogue Valley that they feel comfortable showing their art and maybe mm-hmm. comfortable is the wrong word but you know they they have a very alternative sensibility about their art and it's kind of really edgy and sort of different and that i love that and i yeah. want to see that culture in our valley grow and become more than it is mm-hmm. so i'm happy to to give them an opportunity to do so yeah absolutely so so pick out two of your favorite or no, i don't want to say your favorites <laughs> two that the the first two that pop into your head do well let's do that the the First two that really come to mind that have been there the whole time, every single event, is Rachel Miller and... Uh, oh, I love her. Hi, Rachel Miller. Hi, Rachel Miller. <laughs> Rachel Miller and Caroline Wasick with... Oh, I love uh, her too. Caroline. With the Life Art Gallery. <laughs> yes. You know, they're, they're two separate artists, but then they're also tied into this wonderful space that's finally got its own gallery in downtown Medford. Mm-hmm. And they, they bring kids in and give them a space to create art, give them supplies to create art create art with basically keeping them off the streets out of trouble and doing good with their lives and i think that programs like that are so incredibly important yeah i think i think so much of live art um i was videotaping wayne ching who um has given a couple of awards to me and i was um, videotaping him a few weeks ago where he was giving an award to life art and i saw both caroline and rachel there so that was really cool so they're both going to be at amp Yes. Now, are they bringing some of the Life Art Kids? Yes. I always reserve a spot for the Life Art Kids, and Rachel gets her own space as well. And they bring such a wide variety of amazing and colorful new art. And I, they, they've brought in records that they painted. They bring in canvas that they painted. <laughs> I love that. Um, you never know what you're going to get. I love that. Yeah. And so the Art Music Passion event is held at Club 66. Mm-hmm. And I was so amazed that Uzi who uh, runs Club 66, he extended the opportunity to Rachel Miller and one of the other people involved in that group to actually paint the inside of the entryway. Oh, cool. And so he has allowed them to 
give the like first look at Club 66 like there's this really big face that she painted and some really fun guitars and all kinds of great stuff. Ooh, I so got to see you it. can actually go down to Club 66 anytime and see some of the art that has come out of the Art Music Passion event. We left <laughs> a lasting impression on the place. I love that. But you're wanna, going to want to go down there in particular on August 15th for the Art Music Passion yes. event. I mean, I would suggest it anyway. Um, before we go to our next song, can you um, tell us some of the bands that are going to be playing this time? Um, I got Tetragrammaton. They are one of our favorite bands to play. They do some sort of dubstep and other hard-hitting techno stuff. They're out of Grants Pass. They're friends with my partner, Christoph Sharp. Mm -hmm. And we also have um, a a newcomer to the group. Her name is Ruby Blaze. She plays some really awesome acoustic rockabilly stuff. And her music is so sweet. And I'm so excited to see what kind of performance she puts on. And also my... My stage manager is playing a set this time. He's uh, going under the name Gamma Rays this time. Oh, very He does cool. some awesome drum and bass stuff. And we do everything from acoustic to rock to techno to metal. I'm non-discriminatory on the <laughs> types of bands that I choose. So there's something As long as it's good. As long as, as, long as, as yeah. it's good. But sometimes Absolutely. even when it's not, it's good. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing um, about Art Music Passion with us. Again, that's August 15th, 4 to 10 at Club 66. We're going to go to our next song. When we come back, we're going to talk to Whitney some more, and we're going to get some tips from her uh, for young artists starting out a business. Um, I wanted t- to tell you guys about something. It was the most amazing thing um, that I've had happen in a while. Actually, I think on my radio show, I'm going to start each time, I'm going to start um, giving out my most amazing creative moment because I just can't believe the things that um, I'm blessed with. So yesterday, I have a volunteer, Shirley is her name, who comes in and sits with my grandma. Uh, many of you know I caretake my grandma. She's 97. And um, as a an entrepreneur who's doing a, an art business, this gives me the opportunity to build my business while I have a roof over my head and I take care of my grandma. So I always want to thank my grandma for that. I really appreciate it. But grandma is 97 and she has dementia. So, you know, it's getting a little tough for her. And there's certain things that she really enjoys. And she had mentioned to Shirley, this amazing volunteer who comes in and sits with grandma each time I do my radio show. And they are listening today. So hi, Shirley and grandma. And, um, um, it, it makes it so much easier for me to do my radio show. So Graham had mentioned to Shirley that she used to play the violin and that her mother, which is my great-grandma, used to be an opera singer in Portland. So classical music is a huge thing in Grandma's life. And at her age, music is something that, that uh, she still really responds to. So Shirley did the most amazing thing, and she invited these two professional musicians to come into our humble little home and play. And I knew it would be cool. Like, I was excited when she she told me about it. I had no idea the impact that this would have on my grandma and on me as well, not being trained or, or even understanding classical music at all. Um, for me, anything, I'm such a creative person that anything that where there's emotions and um, people are really in their creative zone, like I can have strong reactions to. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Here we are in our humble little home. And Emma Vodapek, she's a violinist. Um, she's playing at the Brit this month for class. 
classical season. I'm actually going to be at the Brit on Sunday. I get to listen to her on the stage. But even better, I got to listen to her in my living room. She's played at Brit for the last seven years. And um, she came in with her violin and played three songs that were so amazing. I teared up twice. The second one, I could have almost sobbed to. I was so moved by it. I can't even explain it. I mean, it just even sounds kind of stupid talking about it. But the sound was so pure. I mean, she was just so talented. It was very moving. And I looked over at Grandma. And Grandma, who, you know, a lot of the time seems to be in her own zone, she had this huge smile on her face the whole time. I did some posts uh, with Grandma's smile and with them playing in our house to my personal Facebook page yesterday. And um, there were some people that commented on just how seeing her smile like that brought tears to their eyes. So I wanted to do a huge thank you to Emma Vodapek. And then her husband also came along. And Mark Vodapak is equally amazing as a musician. He came in with this cello. His cello is 300 years old. He told Grandma, he's like, it's older than you are. And I'm, and I, it, I, I was trying to guess. I was like, oh, 100, 300 years old. And oh, my God, the, the sounds that came out of it were amazing. So I just wanted to give a huge thank you to both of those musicians and to Shirley for um, just making such an impact on my life and in particular for um, doing something so gener- generous for my grandmother. And it just gives me that uh, belief in the human spirit. And I've been needing that lately. So I thank you so much to all of you guys. Um, and one of the questions that, uh, or one of the comments that I made to them was about the power of music. And I was thinking about the music art videos. Um, after they left, I was thinking about the music art videos that I've been making with some of our local musicians. Um, I've always painted to music in my life. Now I think I want to paint to classical music, actually, um, as well. But it has such a way of lifting or dropping the emotions. And this upcoming Thursday, this is the reason I'm making today Kletzel Music Day, Art on the Airwaves, official Kletzel Music Day, is because this Thursday, I'm finally having a chance to film my next music art video, and this is with musician Jeff Kletzel. Um, he gave me a CD, and I chose a song off of it to paint to, and the painting is actually in Second Street Gallery in Bandon, Oregon right now, um, but we've, we've still been kind of waiting on the video. It, everything is finally set up for this coming Thursday, and the song is Come Back to Me, and that's the one we're going to listen to next on Kletzel Music Day.
touched you in so song um, I can't wait to do the video to that that we're going to be doing the video on Thursday like I mentioned and um, it's gonna be really interesting the canvas I'm painting it has something to do with eight foot by eight foot plywood and a different type of canvas than I have ever painted on before it's produced by Jez Klein and the concept is by him so you guys are going to have to be watching out for that because it is going to be seriously good and now that you've heard the video you you know what I'm saying so that was come back to me by Jeff Kletzel on this Kletzel music day on art on the airwaves and we are back on the air with Cammie Davis with art on the airwaves on KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland Oregon and my guest today is Whitney Rolfe welcome back on the air, Whitney. Oh, thanks for having me, Cammie. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I wanted on this last little session with you, I wanted to talk about the business side of art, and I thought you would be a really interesting person to talk with. Um, you graduated from SOU two years ago? 2013, yeah. I knew I was close. I knew I was close. Well, yeah, that is exactly. <laughs> yep. Boy, I can add quickly. Um, so you are a younger artist that is starting out in the art business. So tell the listeners like what you're doing to um, take your career forward, and then we're going to get some tips from you for other artists. Well, th- first off, the first thing I can say about it is it is a lot of work to, to get started as a, a fine artist in this world Mm -hmm. Uh, you know the the internet has really changed the way that artists work in the world and has really changed how we interact with the art communities oh so true uh, so many years ago it was all about the galleries it was Mm -hmm. all about the wall space all about the gallery space and it's currently shifting away from wall space and it has more to do with web presence yeah that's very true you know the one of the first things that i did before i even graduated was i created darkrainbow.com and i started funneling as much of my energy into my website as i could because i knew that if anybody wanted to know anything about me that i would need a website yeah absolutely that's a good tip for for any artist any artist yeah and a lot of artists especially the older ones actually are resistant i've noticed like when i'm searching on instagram um for artists i've noticed that um, a lot of them say that they're still in college so i think even college kids in the art programs are starting that nowadays oh yeah you know if if you if you know that you're going to be an artist or even if you're just dabbling in it having a social media feed and a website is one of the first steps yeah it's 
it's the base platform that you do everything else from. Yeah. You know, when you have a show, you post it on your website, you post it on your social media. If you have a piece you're currently working on, you show work in progress shots on your social media and on your website. I love work in progress shots. Uh, work in progress Those are my shots. my favorite. They're so wonderful. People Every, respond to them really well, they too. They want a sneak peek at the <laughs> process. That, you know, that's what got me started on doing um, live art at my art music passion events. That's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, that's why I'm so excited to work with the Ashland Open Studio Tour. Because yeah. everybody just loves to get a look at the inside of a creative space. Well, I think the creative process is equally interesting to the finished product. It, it is. Yeah. And one, one thing that we have um, as far as uh, fine artists or visual arts goes uh, for the social media is we're a step ahead of everyone else as long as we have a camera. <laughs> and we're willing to do the work to post them because every, we're, we're so visual to begin with. Yeah. And that's what you post is images. People relate best to images. And I think that's why a lot of artists are... Um, flooding Instagram. There are, there are a ton yeah. of artists networking with each other on Instagram, and I've seen some other platforms that are similar. They're trying to become like the new artist platform, but right now it is definitely Instagram. It's all visual. It's all networking. It's, it's really incredible, yeah. and I've, I have found myself in the last year, well, not quite a year. I, I stepped away from Facebook in December. I think one of the previous times I was on here, I was talking about my Facebook presence, and since then I have stepped back from Facebook because of all the, how difficult they're making it for small businesses and for um, business pages to promote themselves and to reach their audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas Instagram, I have found a ton of people that I never would have before that aren't my friends that just stumbled across my artwork randomly on Instagram from one tag or another. And I've even made sales through Instagram, which is art sales through Instagram, which is more than I could say about my Facebook. Yeah. So Winnie definitely r- recommends Instagram. And I think that's great. Hers is uh, D-A-R-C Rainbow is how you can find her on Instagram. Mine, and I do, it's for my art, and then I also do art on the Airwaves post as well, is Cami Art, C-A-M-M-Y Art, and I too love Instagram. So if you're an artist that's listening, I would highly recommend that. And if you love art, it's a great way to search for images. It's so much fun to do search and type in whatever you're looking for and see what comes up. Um, what other tips do you have for artists or entrepreneurs that are um, trying to make it in today's world? I think one of the most, well, and this is kind of a multifaceted answer to that. One of the most important things is to know what you want Mm -hmm. and to not be afraid to ask for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, I've had a number of shows in the last year or so, and 90% of those I got because I asked for it. Mm -hmm. I, I went to the person that owned the wall space or that was having the event, and I said, hey, I have some art, here's my art, I would really like to show in your space, what is your availability like? Yeah, but, that's you know, a good tip. If you don't go out and ask for it, people don't know that you want it. Yeah, They can guess, but they won't know. And the worst they can say is no. I and always say that on, on my um, videos and stuff like that, is I agree with Whitney, is um, if, if there's something that you want, go and ask for it, and um, the worst they can say is no. And like Whitney said, often they say yes, right? That's o- what you find? A lot of times they say yes, yeah. and even when they say no, then you're just exactly where you started before right. you asked, right. and you're no worse off. And in fact, I've found that the more I ask, the better I get at asking. Yo, that's true, too. Yeah. And, you know, this, this train of thought for me was very inspired by one of my favorite TED Talks that I talk about all the time, <laughs> Amanda Palmer and the Art of Asking. I think she, you've mentioned that one to I me. I have mentioned. She's <laughs> been a great influence on me. And I even went to her book signing tour, which was not much of a book signing tour and just kind of a mishmash of all the amazing creative <gasps> things that she Did does. Did you give her like a piece of art or something? You gave her something. I gave her a ring. You gave her a ring? I oh, gave her a ring. I love that. You know, so many people <laughs> put pieces of paper in her hand and I gave her something and she, she immediately put the ring on. She was 
great, great person. That's so sweet. Um, but I, I would highly that. recommend her 13-minute TED Talk, The Art of Asking, mm-hmm. for anyone that hasn't seen it because it, it's incredibly inspiring and can really make you realize the power of asking for what you want out in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other part of all of that, is, of asking for what you want, knowing what you want, is also to support each other, support the people that are going to help you get what you want, to support other artists, your peers, that that network of people is so important. As as we grow up as artists, our artist peers are going to continue to be there with us along the way, and you never know which one of them is going to be the next director of the MoMA. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think staying positive about other artists. I've been, um, you know, you're constantly surprised at the things that come at you, and I do think, um, you know, what she said is true, is support each other as artists, stay positive with each other. Um, you know, watch what you're doing and saying and, and, and keep it positive about the other artists. Help them promote themselves. I think we have time for one, maybe two last quick tips from Whitney Rolfe. Well, to keep it really quick, if there's no opportunity present that f- is fitting for you, create that opportunity. That's what I did with Art Music Passion, I, which I don't show my own art at, but I support other artists and I strengthen the net and people love love you for that yeah when when you go out there and create opportunity and it creates an impression and makes you get noticed more yeah stand out um you know participate in as much as you can go to first fridays go to third fridays go to any art walks go to all the open studio tours participate in your arts community as much as you can because then your face will become known and that that's one of the most important things as of being an artist is for people to be able to remember you from the all the other artists that we have in our world yeah actually for any entrepreneur that's a good tip too because it is all about um, branding ourselves um, so people do remember you and information's coming at us from so many different directions that trying to make yourself stand out. Whitney has some great tips. Um, Whitney, what is up next for you? Real quick, um, and, and let's also say your website again for everyone. What's up next for me is just to make more art, to really dig in and focus on making more art and getting more shows and selling more of my art. That's probably the biggest focus. Every artist's goal. <laughs> Every artist's goal, sell more art. And you can find all of that www.darkrainbow.com, D-A-R-C, rainbow.com. And for Art Music Passion, where can people find more information about that? I have most of that information is on my website, darkrainbow.com backslash amp. And we also have a Facebook page, which you can find from um, searching on Facebook, art.music.passion. And one last thing I did want to say, mm-hmm. a lot of these tips and a lot of this inspiration for these events that I got came from our new director at the Schneider, Scott Malburn. He came in towards the end of my school career, and I didn't have any classes with him, but he was incredibly inspiring. And I would urge anybody that can to go up to the Schneider, check out their exhibits, have a quick chat with Scott, because he is a really wonderful influence that we have here in the Valley. I love that. A shout-out to, to someone who inspired you. Thank you so much, Whitney, for being on the show today. And thank you so much, Cammie. The last thing I wanted to say was for my Art Music Passion event, If it wasn't for Uzi and Club 66, it wouldn't have grown to what it was. He supported it fully the whole way. Fantastic. So don't forget Art Music Passion on August 15th from 4 to 10 p.m. at Club 66, uh, supported by Uzi. Um, And don't forget also that it's Kletzel Music Day here at Art on the Airwaves. And um, I want to do a shout-out for my next, or a reminder of my next show, where I'm going to have as my guest Randy McKay from the Holly Theater. Love Randy. And he's going to be on talking about the Belushi Benefit. 
And we're also going to have musical guests, the seance. So thank you for listening to Art on the Airwaves with Cami Davis. And I'm going to send you out with one final Kletzel song for our Kletzel Music Day. And I, baby, we've been working this so long It's driving us crazy that we keep getting it so wrong We know what binds us is abortion undeniably strong so we can't let it go Gotta change the status quo Cause you know you and I We belong We can't let it end this way Can't let it end this way I'm begging you baby please Don't run away No we can't
Thank you.